Good evening and welcome to the Pompey Politics Podcast. I'm Ian Tiny Morris. And I'm Simon Sandsbury. Well, what well. a week we've had, hey? A few minutes late, slight technical difficulties. We will not revel in those. We will celebrate what has been a fantastic week for the city of Portsmouth, eh, Simon? Uh, yes. So aside from apologies, um, everybody who's been waiting with bated breath uh, for the show. But um, yeah, I forgot to press the go live button. So nothing more technical than that. It's an idiot at the controls. Um, so, yes. So we have um, we have um, victorious Viola and um, hang on. I was trying to think. No, hang on. Um, Pretty bloody pleased Paula. <laughs> There we go. That's brilliant. So, um, so we have Viola and Paula from uh, from Let's Stop at Quint who finished their rounds of um, work events um, to celebrate uh, to celebrate the announcement that came out this week. Um, but yes, back onto the show for I think the third or fourth occasion to discuss uh, to discuss the outcome. So I guess the first and most obvious question is how does it feel after at least eighteen months? possibly closer to two years of campaigning to finally have won. And sometimes I still can't believe it because it was 24 hours early, the decision. Mm-hmm. So it was quite a shock. It was a shock. And I had to ride from, I was just walking into the council and my friend phoned me and I didn't even know what she was talking about. She said, Paula, it's um, well done. I said, what for? And she said, they've stopped it. I said, stopped what? You know, anyway, and then I was talking to someone else about it and I was speaking to Stephen and then Viola and then Jane and Blob, you know, other people in the comms. And then I rode from there and I, I, it was like I was risking tooth and nail to get to everybody at the locks to celebrate. And it, it was it's just amazing. It is just and I'm still not I haven't come all the way down yet. I have been very wired since Thursday, I must admit. Yeah. What about yourself? Viola. Paula? I mean, as we said, feelings, what feelings do we have? We are proud. We are obviously a little bit relieved as well, but we are full of joy. We are ecstatic. We are so many, many, many positive words. I can't even count them all on here now. But I think, you know, when I think back at the moment, what what happened? I just had a sort of inkling. I just have a look at the um, planning inspectorate website again. I mean, literally... I looked at it, my husband was sitting over there, and I just jumped out of the seat and said, they've refused it, he's refused it, he's refused it. And I, I just couldn't, I just couldn't believe it. He said, what, what, what? And then he realized, and we were like jumping up and down, and literally at the same time, led by donkeys, just texted across to our little WhatsApp group we have with them, congratulations. And I just, yeah. I, I, it was, it was, it was sort of, I have to say, I believed it would happen all the way through 18 months. People, when people said, oh, you know, it's a lost case. Don't, you don't even have to do this because it's too big. It's, you can't. And I just yeah, really can't. did believe in it all the way through with our delays. I kept saying, no, we can do this. We can do this, you know, and we have. Exactly. So there, there was, so there was, there was no hotline from the minister. You just had to wait to uh, discover it online like everybody else. Oh, absolutely yeah we have a lot of people kept asking what do you think i mean even journalists rang and said um have you got any idea and i, I remember one actually ringing and saying oh i'm trying to get a hold of quasi quateng and uh and uh Aquind. and if i now i get in touch i'm not saying who it was but you know and um 
and then uh, a little bit late an hour later now can't get hold of anybody and that was just before and then i think an hour a couple of hours later it was put on it the website up. but we just had an interview with financial times a few others from the comms group viola couldn't make it um and you know and they were saying do you know and literally the the, the decision was about an hour after this interview and they he was saying you know do, what do you think what do you think was, is going to happen but I, you know you you have to have faith and you have to have hope and you know and you have mm. to keep on keep on keeping and just hoping that you know they do see sense and they have he did you know and whoever advised him um has so it's brilliant it certainly was good yeah i must admit it was a surprise someone said to me at work they said oh that aquin thing's been refused and i was like what that's and, and i was like hang on i'm sure that's tomorrow <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly Nobody expected it on that day. No, I don't even think anybody from them from in, in, in Parliament really knew. I mean, obviously, Quasi must have known because uh, he, he put it on. But uh, I don't think people knew beforehand. Like we we had no in, in no information from anybody. And and I think Only the other in a little bit. She started started being a bit more vocal about it the week leading up. And I think she may have known something. And I think it's interesting, isn't it? Because so often, so often in the previous rounds, that it crept towards the deadline day, and then usually sort of one or two days before, or a few days before, the the message came out. No, not going to make a decision now. Going to kick the can down the street. So I guess you must have been, you know, hanging on in hope and expectation for so long to finally get to the decision. Must be incredible. I, I did well, think we just, might delay it again, actually, you know. I did think mm, there's a possibility because France still is on a strong no, you know, and I thought maybe they're just trying to push it a little bit further away, but obviously decision is made. Brilliant. But we had just had a comment as well about, you know, the, either either decision, we'd written press releases for that, um, and 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 our next move, we were talking about what we would do if it was either delayed or denied um, or allowed. And um, basically, yeah. So, you know, but none of us knew. None of us knew really. It was um, it was all surmising all week. But yeah, we were on the edge of our seats, and it was oh, we've only got another day, you know, that sort of thing. And yeah, and then it came out. Yeah, I can see Lynn's uh, little question. Isn't it fantastic news? Lynn, totally, utterly fantastic. You know, we are thrilled. So you had Christmas a day early, basically. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. And New Year and birthday. <laughs> Everything in one. Yeah, I, yeah. So I'm just picturing that moment of, of you and um, uh, you and David in, in your front room, and suddenly realizing that with that kind of like, I just I'm just picturing that was that a leap off the sofa. Kind of, like, ah! that, that, that that moment that's that's normally reserved for you know last minute goals in um, in World Cup competitions for people that like football. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I've just got that picture now in my head. That's that's going to stay there. So um, yes, brilliant news. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> um so so what was it do you think that that turned it Portsmouth's way because it didn't it didn't um, it certainly didn't look certain and, it, and at times it certainly didn't look like the the voices of the people of Portsmouth and the voices of the people um on the rest of the route uh to Love Dean were, were getting heard what was what was it you kind of think that's turned it around 
Well, there were a hell of a, I mean, they have, we have been writing a hell of a lot of emails over the last 18 months and talking about the route being wrong. You know, that was one of our main things. And, um, and where it was landing, the landfall of it was, you know, a particular interest of mine, um, you know, going through a historical landfill, that sort of thing. So it, it, I think for them to then turn around and say that it's, it, you know, because it's, it's going through an urban area, it, I think they have listened to us, to be honest. I do. Um, shall I? Come in, Paula. Yeah, um, I, I agree with Paula. I think one of the things which are really, really important was the persistence uh, and also the, the the sort of like um, unity. We obviously approached the whole uh, project. We we worked with all the residents. We worked cross party. We worked with the council. We 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 encouraged people to write objections. Every single time there was a delay. I was on my machine contacting people and saying, we need more objections, we need more objections, because you have to liaise and you have to show your objections and it's got to be done at the right place. So, you know, when we talk about the examination process at the beginning, the first half year, but that process continued for a long, long while. So transparency is another issue, you know, because we really were transparent. Anything and everything we knew was out there. Every single time there was one thing, put it out so everybody knew and we encouraged people sharing it. And I think transparency for our democracy, and that's how we see it, is so vital. And that is one of our really st strong points. Paula? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah. that's I mean, you yeah. were very active on Facebook. Um, I mean, I, you know, I'm a single mom with two teenage children. I've got to work and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, we were, so you, you know, and, and people were sending us their emails for us to look over, you know, but everything, we were very transparent. Everything went on there and all our calls and uh, meetings were, you know, very transparent. I think the other one, I don't know whether we mentioned that already, is perseverance. I mean, we did not give up, you know, we wrote, like Paula said, I don't know how many emails to how many organizations to how many organizations. I, 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 I honestly countless, countless. And and I mean, I remember Darren, Darren Saunders calling me a troublemaker at times, you know, so uh, it wasn't meant to be trouble, but it was meant to, to be helpful. So we achieve what we have achieved. And I think it really did pay off the work of everybody because we haven't done that yet, only only in a post on Facebook and, and in the news. We so thank everybody, but the people in the comms group in particular worked so hard. Jane Shepherd, John T and Jane and Jen and another Jen and Mick. And, and of course, to the MPs we come later, but they worked so hard in the background and there are so many people we don't even or haven't mentioned because they didn't want their names mentioned, but there was a lot going on in the background, you know, so people were united and that was and is amazing. That's brilliant. Um, it was a full on job, Simon. Yeah, I, I, I don't doubt it. Yeah, sorry, I was going to just uh, throw back to you because you, you, I think you tried to say something earlier on and your mic cut out a bit, but, um, uh, but certainly lots of people involved and it certainly seemed from because uh, some of the materials that you uh, you guys were producing um, were um, 
you know, were, were absolutely fantastic. There were some really brilliant graphics produced. The, the posters that went up were really eye-catching. Yeah. Um, and um, for something that was a... Sorry, you're... sorry, say that again, Paula. You cut out, sorry. It, it went to another level when um, Dane Shepard joined the graphic oh. designer and John T joined, um, which gave me a um a viola not a backseat but a little bit of a breather to do other things because they you know they were so good at writing and so good at bring, um bringing things together and jane's graphics were phenomenal um she's a professional graphic designer so yeah it just took it to another level and then and then we just got kept getting stronger and stronger you know more ideas were flowing in and um yeah it, it was it was amazing the, the comms group were fantastic there's so many different between us and that's what that's what really helped you know the but, fact that all individuals yeah i can see a question by linda i don't know whether you pick them up later you know uh, she says i wonder if penny tipped the balance in the end i mean i think penny and Stephen, both of them played an enormous role without them we couldn't have done it we, we nobody could have done it on its own you know because it really was a joint effort and uh, penny has been very vocal and stephen from the beginning and he's pushed Not and Penny pushed different 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 sort of points of views they've pushed across but in the end all those came together and were taken into consideration. Now, I think she played a huge part of and so did Stephen. In the letter, the actual letter from Quasi, the 15-page letter, there is a big section in there about what Stephen mm. has done. The list is endless. I mean, he was very, very active from start to finish. I mean, that's I used to post a lot of his activity mm. from Twitter as well. Um, but, yeah, I think... You know, having both of those on board and Viola's, I mean, my relationship with Stephen, obviously, because the Labour side, I mean, I'm allowed to talk politics now. So, yeah, you know, from the Labour point of view, I had a brilliant... Uh, it, it's a politics show. It would be a bit weird yeah. if you didn't. Yeah, but, you know, we've kept... We, I, we have worked so hard not to make it political. It was yeah. cross-party who you were where you were from you know and and that's what i mean i i read out penny morden's speech viola had an amazing fantastic relationship with vernon jackson so you know we've collaborated with these people and penny um you know and penny probably did help at the end you know with with her her statements and, and you know and being very vocal as well but i think another thing as well simon i must mention when led by donkeys oh. contacted us asked if you know they could make a video with us and then they were you know absolutely in awe of you know how we'd exposed all the you know the donations and the and and certain things already and um and we made the video and it went out on twitter and it's had 2.4 million views oh, and um no. i mean i think that might have something to do with it as well i mean we had deborah meaden from dragon's den sharing it and tom oh. york from radiohead and irvin welsh you know, train spotting shared it. Hugh Grant, who's got a million followers, and they were having loads of shares. It just went viral, and it and, and I mean, I mean that that the exposure from Led by Donkeys was amazing. So it just went stronger, 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 and, um, and yeah, and, went, and you know the exposure, uh, yeah, the exposure from all the um, donations, which you know is legal. Let's face it, it is legal, but it's where it's come from, isn't it? 
I mean, that's the that's the question. Where is that money coming from? The the interesting thing though is, if we look back at 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 the decision, which was only plainly made on planning yeah. issues and not on any political issue, which is, no. of course, a huge question to be asked. Because should should there be ethical ethical uh, important issues involved in when we make planning and take planning decisions you know because we know morally and, yeah. and politically uh what we have dug up with the pandora papers indeed yeah. so what I, that's a really nice segue there thanks viola so what i was going to do was was just quickly summarize that kind of 19 page letter from uh, from quasi quarting that in itself is a summary of the 165 page report which i have to be honest i didn't read the 165 page report um but looked at his um looked at his 19 page letter slacking. yeah i'm sorry Ian. i was slacking it yeah forgive slacking. me we just have to sack the researcher um but um yeah from a there were 199 representations and then a further 79 allowed after the initial um the initial deadline and the examining authority, um, which made its recommendations to the Secretary of State, uh, based on all sorts of things to do with uh, to do with the environment, access, um, air quality, um, the marine environment, things to do with shipping. In, I won't read out the kind of the entire list, um, but the um, the examining authority um, uh, concluded that there would be um, the concluded that there would be planning harms to Fort Cumberland, which is a scheduled monument grade two and the grade two listed cottage known as Scotland, the impacts on tourism um, receptors, um, impacts on sport pitches, which is something that uh, Councillor uh, Simon Bosher had mentioned when he'd been on the show before, because um, that was up in um, Drayton and Farlington, um, and also the impact on um, on the festival. But he, but the, the Secretary of State, he quotes that, um, so he said that, um, in this instance, insufficient consideration was given by the applicant to the alternative connection point at Mannington substation. So um, he cites there, there was an alternative location where an offshore wind farm, um, there was a connection ready for it on the network, but the actual application for the offshore wind farm got turned down. Um, and that posed the question of why didn't the applicant change their mind and decide to go for there as a place to, uh, as a place to land. Uh, land the cable um, and indeed Portsmouth City Council said that um, they concluded that the um, that the matter was either deliberately overlooked or that the applicant had closed its mind to changing the route um, that it doesn't make any assessment of the private loss or the consequences to individual uh, different options um, and that the Secretary of State isn't really in a position to make a qualified decision because those considerations of alternatives haven't been made. Winchester County Council, sorry, Winchester City Council and Hampshire County Council made similar points, uh, but also disagreed with the applicant's consideration that they cited that um, that landing um, at these uh, the Navitus Bay, um, landing at Navitus Bay, which would have gone to that uh, Mannington substation. Um, they considered that that would be an impact on the Jurassic coastline, but uh, both Winchester, uh, Winchester City and Hampshire County Council said, well, that's not true because the landing point's actually going to be along the coast from that. It's not going to be an issue. Uh, but indeed, as you say, uh, Penny Morden, Stephen Morgan, Catherine West, Flick Drummond MPs, they all submitted concerns with both Penny and Stephen uh, submitting uh, petitions. But uh, as you said, Viola, interestingly, uh, Stephen and Penny both actually raised different issues um, so came in it from a from a different angle uh, with regard to that. Um, so there were some there were some kind of key things, but all of those things 
just where you know to be honest with you whether that created enough noise to make it unpalatable or whether it was just simply actually Aquind, you haven't done your homework go back and look at this other connection um it, that seemed to be the summary of the of the secretary of state's decision really Mm. Yeah, Simon, yeah. I think I think we've been, I mean, the route was our original uh, sort of uh, set off when we started um, uh, setting up the group that we said it's the routers wrong because there are 20, mm. 27 alternatives. But we've pushed and I think one of the last uh, delays actually asked the applicant about Ninfield because we still have been pushing Ninfield because even Mannington compared to Ninfield doesn't seem to make sense. Ninfield would be the perfect route if they wanted to come from where they want to come from. But to be honest, we said that was at the beginning during the development of, of, of the research and uh, digging deep other issues. So we, we 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 changed our actual goal from stopping just the route. We wanted to stop the whole project so that that interconnector, not interconnectors per se, but that connector should not go ahead. Okay, Paula, thank you. Um, so um, I'm going to said otherwise. I'm just going to be repeating the same no. thing. I, no, and I guess. One one thing that struck me from that, and I, I'd, I'd welcome your opinions on it, because it it struck me that the you know quasi quarting the the main thrust of the no was there there appears to be a much less disruptive, less damaging, more appropriate route just up the coast, and yeah, and it it, it it reads it reads to me. Like Aquind had got themselves into a position of such supreme arrogance and just almost that they, you know, they weren't willing to look at alternatives because, frankly, they were a massive multinational, you know, they were a massive multinational corporation <laughs> and they were going to do what they were going to do. And these two awkward women from Portsmouth weren't going to stop them. Now, Ian, I, I think I have to, I have to, sorry, can I just, I, there has been, if you look in the reports, there have been other routes actually mm. looked upon quite seriously. You know, there's a, it's, it's, it's a lot of information out there, but obviously mm. that Mannington has not been looked at appropriately and Ninfield has never been in the plans. We did, we did um, try and come back with when they were coming back with their report. I mean, I read the environmental report from Ackland with a fine tooth comb being an environmentalist. And, um, <laughs> you know, they came, they sent their environmental guy down and said that they hadn't seen any geese. So I sent a video of 400 honking geese the same day. Um, you know, and, and also, you know, all the research on all the landfill you know, I mean, there was no way I was going to stand back and let that go on. My father died of asbestosis and there was there is a trail of it going mm. from Eastern Beach all Eastern Road, you know, and, and that was what I kept banging on about all the time in my emails. Just, you know, you could, you can't just how are you going to disturb all that stuff and, and who, you know, how are you going to get rid of it all, you know, without disturbing it? And it's detrimental to people's health. You know, the route was wrong from the start. The landfall of it was wrong. It was it was way longer than other routes as well coming from France. Something like 22 miles longer to come here, which is ridiculous. 
It was a ridiculous yeah. route from the start. But yeah, as you say, arrogance, they just thought, you know, we're going to go there and that's that. I, I, Ian, I think this is, is an opinion because I know we always have to be careful with what we say. I think there was a different motive behind to come to Portsmouth. And we have talked about this before, particularly about the fiber optic cable and about the commercial telecommunication system. And that is one of the things Penny picked up and said, it is a question of national security. And I really do think that that is the case. But it's my personal opinion, because we have been asking questions. We've said, why fiber optic cable? It wasn't in the original significant infrastructure project proposal so why would that suddenly come up as an additional and is it a threat to our national security and these questions have been seriously asked and i, th I think that's a great lead leading you've, you've touched on it before and again th this uh, and look, simon and i have been frolicking in the mire of local politics for last two and a bit years this has to be unique in terms of a, a project that, you know, Gerald Vernon I'm Jackson. Just my, my <laughs> Keep going. The, the, the Gerald Vernon Jackson, the leader of the Lib Dem Council, you know, Stephen Morgan MP for Portsmouth South, the Labour MP, and Penny Morden, the Conservative MP for Portsmouth North. Whilst they came at it all from different perspectives, you know, what effect do you think it's had of, of having all of the local major political figures uniting behind the campaign? Yeah, enormous. I mean, we couldn't have done it without it. We couldn't. You know, we needed, all of us needed. I think it's a sort of very mutual, mutual uh, benefit for everybody because... Um, I think our MPs needed us behind them and we needed the MPs behind us in order to kick the whole thing really in the direction as we we, we, we did. Um, I think if we hadn't raised our voice, it would have been harder for the MPs to push. But when you come with 6,000 signatures on a petition and when you have people being out campaigning and people actually protesting, it shows the support for our MPs and, and, and vice versa. Without them taking it to Parliament, we couldn't have done it. We said that already. I mean, it is just absolutely vital and was absolutely vital. And perhaps in the coming few weeks, very vital that we keep our, our, our work going, united. We are stronger. We know that. Paula? Well, I, I missed because I ran upstairs to get my plug. I can't believe it's running out. I miss what you the thread of what, what what you were talking. It was really just to get your own perspective on how, you know, how important mm. it, it was that, you know, all three political parties got behind the campaign in different ways, and and you know, probably unique in in Portsmouth's political history of something that everyone was behind. How important was that for yeah, you? Yeah, it was very important because we knew. That we weren't going to if i mean there was a little bit of squabbling in the very first instance and you've just got to rise above it and just keep pushing for that cross party because we needed the council we needed the councillors we needed the mps you know we need and you know and, and we needed the people we all we all the people we didn't want anyone to be against anybody we just wanted to stop Ackland, and that was what our aim was and that is what we you know we we did 
we've done it together, all of us, you know, it's, it's, it's a city-wide thing, um, you know, and, and it's, it's it, it, I'm very proud of the fact that, that, that we did rise above it all and we just worked with everybody and, um, yeah, it, it's, it's fantastic and it is brilliant for the city. It's brilliant and it's, and, you know, and forevermore for anyone else, you know, other, you know, people should take it on board. Sometimes when something is this important, you must work cross-party. You know, we, we've all got our different opinions and our different ways of doing things. But when you're together, you're so strong. And, you know, and that's what we've done. And it's, it's mm. brilliant. Ian, I think, you know, because I, I, I do read the sort of like uh, notes here. I think it is true. If we think of social media, because Jen... Uh, she is part of our comms group, put in Paul Gonella. I think uh, we have to say the role social media played. And Paul Gonella uh, was setting up our website and he's, 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 he's just done amazing work. And Jane Shepard, she, she does Instagram and Twitter for us. And without, without you know, social media, we couldn't have done it. Again, we raced, raced the issue and it got around, it got shared, it got, got, got everywhere where we could. I mean, there are still people saying who's accurate, but I think I think it is certainly, I would say, perhaps half the population of Portsmouth now know who accurate is. Yeah. <laughs> but we did have, we, we, you know, as a campaign group, don't forget, this is all voluntary as well. Mm. We did, you know, I set up a fund to get our banners and our leaflets, blah, blah, blah. But we got out 40,000 leaflets and more. Okay, and um, the A3 and the laminating and our protest tree, and, and that was so amazing when you go through, I mean, at the start yesterday, all the photos, all the women we got involved, um, you know, knitting, crocheting, and we made the big blanket, and then all the people, all the little animals, it just all these little things and sewed them everywhere all around the city. So with, um, yeah. with the QR code on it, so that people could see, you know, what it was, we put banners up, you know, Love Dean, and um, along the route, we walked the route, the 12 mile route, you know, all the things we've done, it's, it has been a day in, day out thing, you know, whether it be a, a conversation or a meeting or a protest in the rain. I mean, most of our protests were always in the rain. We've stood in the freezing cold, we've soaked to the skin and we've still carried on trooping on. And um, yeah, very, you know, it has been an amazing campaign. And I know in the last show where we had you on, we, you know, the, the the fact that so many young people are, to, you know, taking this to their Absolutely. heart and, yeah, and, and run with it. We had we had our Eve, who was only fifteen, who um, fantastic. She stood and stood with the petition thing over, you know, a big um, banner on her, and got signatures. We went out on Saturday mornings. You know, we gave up all our weekends, and, and the kids did as well. Yeah, there was a few, and but Eve was bit, Eve Meller. Yeah, she's been amazing as well. Very I, good. I think the network was just amazing. People were like Paula said, picking up leaflets, taking posters, delivering them to other people. I mean, we had a whole sort of like uh, delivery of 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 uh, let's organise. It's a bit like party work, you know. I mean, it, it, it's like uh, you were delivering, and you were. We got braver as we went along, you know. We first started putting posts in the dark, 
And then we thought, oh, you know what, you know, we've got to just do it. And so we got out during the day and I didn't even think about it anymore, you know, because I just thought, how on earth are you going to make it known in the city if you are not, if you're not out there, if you're not showing where things are? And if somebody saw the poster, they would engage actually. And you could actually explain because our best best way of, of talking to people would be to explain. But then, of course, COVID came in. We did one or two stalls, but then we couldn't. We had more protests planned and we had to say that we can't do it. No, it's very difficult in these times of COVID. Brilliant. Yeah, COVID was a, has a lot to answer for for some things, but we did get a lot of posters out and there's a lot of houses with posters in their windows still. You know, have, in most have, streets in... We had, well, Paul, we had fun. I mean, I remember the day when, yeah. we, when we did. We, when we when we did. Uh, I don't know whether you remember it, but we we had all the vegetable and um, and fruit and so knitted. Yeah. And we had a Sunday, and we we sort of decorated the tree, and uh, we had a, quite a few yeah. people there, and we put solar lights up. Anyway, at the night, came back two hours, and then. We, we cycled back yeah. to see the tree and the light. I mean, it was always oh, fun as well. But the website, so, I mean, also, Simon, the, the website was so cool because it was for people that weren't on Facebook yeah, mm -hmm. or social media. So where Strong Island Paul Ganella was great because then he did a lot of visuals with the, the route and then Jane's mm. um, images. It, yeah, it was just brilliant. Lots of people working very, very hard with some very, yeah. very hard work and lots of talent to mm, bring together to, to get the message out there and get and get things done. So, so I guess that kind of um, neatly trots along to. Um, so, it, it, for each of you, what would you say is the high point of the campaign, and what would you say the biggest things are that it's taught you? Um, for me personally, obviously the decision was great. You know, that was a, the, 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 the best result we could have had. Yeah. Um, but I think I, 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 I think I said that for Portsmouth News as well, it was the un unity we worked together with. And if we, we set ourselves this goal, we persevered, we involved everybody and we proved if we work together, if we cooperate as a city and beyond, we can achieve huge things and democracy is not just an empty word any longer it actually is really people power and that for me is the the biggest 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 thing from the whole campaign united we did it and and it's wonderful and i'm i'm, I'm so thrilled and it could set an example for other grassroots movements as well to say look get your councillors, get your MPs on board, persist, and hopefully we can achieve good things because we are going to need it in the time ahead. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Paula? Well, obviously the decision, and I'll never forget where I was when I heard about it and riding to, you know, to meet everybody else. There's a few high points. I think going up to Parliament and handing in the petition, um, is one is sitting in Tony Ben's chair, and um, and the second one is having a couple of hours phone call with a guy called Sydney Dooley who has an allotment, and I learned he he told me his life story and he's in his eighties and he really um, depends on the the allotment as, as you know for solace he grows his fruit and veg there 
Um, he spends a lot of time there, and he said, it, you know, he was through. He was in the war, and nothing has ever upset him more than this: the prospect of losing his allotment. But his life story is just, you know, it's normal people who started work at eleven as a milk boy, mm. you know, and then a car boy. Mm. And you know, and then he was a long distance lorry driver, and he's you know, and and it, it was just normal people don't want this, and that was one of my high points. Read, and I read his letter out at, at, at the um, planning inspectorate to the planning inspectorate, and I was very emotional because I could feel his story coming through in it. But yeah, but but other than that, yeah, Parliament and the decision, obviously, is a fantastic. That's and absolutely marvellous. I, I think, Ian, I think, Ian, just all the things, all the different things we have 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 sort of done. I mean, whether it's the craftivism project, whether it's uh, doing some stalls, whether it's riding on our bikes and putting all the posters up, whether it's meeting mm -hmm. the group and discussing. I mean, there is just so much we have learned because we've never ever done anything like this before. And I think that that is amazing. And just Paula to come back, poor, poor, poor uh, Sid is in hospital as we speak. Uh, he rang me yesterday. Anyway, so I will I will give him the link, and then hopefully he can watch it. He will be delighted. Oh. Uh, well, bless him. Let's hope Sid gets you know get gets well soon. Because I think, uh, as you say there, Paula, bit behind everything else and all the economics and. The politics and everything else there are so many human stories mm. kind of attached to this and and it's it's lovely to hear it so i guess you know touching on on the risk aquint have six weeks to lodge an appeal for the decision um it looks like the business secretary has given them a fairly clear steer of where they should go next with this in terms of pointing them towards mannington mm. do, do you think they will appeal Probably. <laughs> At this moment, you know, I, 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 yeah, they probably will, but I think because it is an urban area where we are, I mean, I think that he will withhold his decision. And we won't give up anyway. Mm. You know, we're not going to go anywhere, are we? Look, this whole city's behind us now. We're not going anywhere. I'm not so sure whether they will actually launch an appeal. I know he said it in the Financial Times, but what he actually said, may I just read out, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. that is quite interesting. Um, uh, hang on. It will be impossible for the government to defeat our challenge. <laughs> I mean, is he taking on the whole government it, it now? Is. And when you when you I've, I've cited it, yeah, I've, I've read the article and I've just written down mm -hmm. these two two and and about Penny Mordaunt, uh, Penny Mordaunt's political interference is in inappropriate for a sitting minister to speak out against it. I mean, we are in a democratic country where we are luckily allowed to say what we think and what we feel. We've got to be sometimes a bit careful because we have to express our personal opinion. But I think, uh, is he going to take on the government? Is he really? I mean, if he's got any sense, I would say, he could grab Mannington and could make something of Mannington, but we have to say, what about France? 
If he can't actually, or if they can't actually start the project in France, what is the point mm. in uh, 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 trying to get another DCO or trying to, to, to appeal? It doesn't make any sense to me. And the French are as strong as ever, as far as I know. Sorry, just to clarify, Viola, who was it that the Financial Times were, were quoting then? It was, if you look, um, I think it was Friday or Saturday, and it was yeah. Alexander Tomerkel actually said right. that. Right, okay. Who right. is a okay. director, yeah, and he's got some voting okay. shares of Akron. Okay. Mm -hmm. Ian, sorry. And I, I think on one of our earlier shows, we had our, our, our friend and colleague from non-Aquint, which was just, no. Yeah, and, and And I think they've, you know, again, don't mess with Portsmouth and don't mess with rural France. So, Absolutely. Uh, so uh, I, I think there's an element of, uh, as you say, I think the, um, the business secretary may have given them the nod that says, you know, if you route it to Mannington, you, it might get better for you. Mm. Um, but as you make the very, uh, very sage point, Viola, they've got to get through France yet and they are not close, I don't think. No, no, no. And I think what we do now is, I mean, Portsmouth City Council was and is very supportive. And I think if, if they did do, you know, we would look all very carefully in what, what's going to happen next. So I don't think, like you say, that Portsmouth is going to be an easy case. No, and I can't remember. It, it might have been one of you or it might have been one of your team um, that was quoted in the evening news as saying, they basically picked on the wrong city to pick a fight with. Mm. Steve Pitt once said, uh, I think I, I said that, and he said in one of, I think it was in October at the uh, protest, he said, they don't know Portsmouth, the residents of Portsmouth, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yes, um, Jan, and Jan's put into the comments, and we'll never give up, and, and neither will the French, yeah. I, I think it's a fair kind of summary. If if they weren't expecting bloody mindedness and determination from Portsmouth, I don't think they've considered um, they've considered how good at protesting the French can be when they've um, when they decide to it. So at the end of the day, if they were expecting an easy ride, it's not it's not happening on either side of the channel. So um, I guess that ball is entirely in their court as to yeah. whether they decide to appeal or whether it's not worth it. You know, Simon, one of one of the arguments I think we, we, we have talked about it before is because we always talk about energy being needed. But uh, what 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 tends to be forgotten is that there are quite a few uh, interconnectors already being built and already in the pipeline. Mm -hmm. And what the French said as well is, you know, the Aquin interconnector is not 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 necessary, and that's not just the French; it's also the um, the equivalent to Ofgem. Uh, it's not one of of the interconnectors they would officially sort of promote. There's another mm -hmm. one at the moment. Gridlink is going through, and they haven't even decided for that one yet. So Francis, we don't really need it, you know. Indeed, it's it's like you say, it's not it's not the only one there are several out there um that that connects the uk to mainland europe um and to the uh, electricity grids in mainland europe so uh yes only only time will tell but um let's see whether they think better of it so the next question was um what's next for each of you so um assuming that they don't decide to go ahead and appeal 
or or at least in this six weeks of of um of um respite that you might have kind of what's what other plans do you have well there's lots of other things to be getting involved with now you know there's lots of there's tip the point um i'm up for election again um well i'm going to be um so i'm going to be really busy with that soon again like i was last year but yeah Lots of there's always, um, st I mean, protecting our biodiversity is one of my main things, Simon, to be honest, you know, and that's why I, I, I just did, you know, got my teeth into this and didn't let go because, you know, our nature reserves are, it's imperative now that we don't touch those areas, you know, we build on them and, um, you know, nurture them. You know, we're in a climate emergency, we need these areas more mm. than ever. And um, yeah, so, you know, I'll carry on being an environmentalist, keep planting trees and um, yeah. Indeed. So is that a Pompey Politics podcast? Um, is that is that a, um, a declaration of your of your candidacy um, as a scoop or is that already common knowledge? Should we should we get it? Should we get excited that we've got a scoop? No, already? I'll just, I'll, <laughs> no. Well, I've been selected, so yeah, it's um, yeah, it's anyway. Viola. Yep. Best of luck yeah. to you. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I would like to energize the group, and obviously put a question to the group. But it's we've got to wait six weeks and see what's happening because it might take much longer. We can't do anything beforehand. Mm. There's quite a few projects here in the city which need to uh, have perhaps some more public uh, attention and uh, help. I mean, I'm, I'm particularly interested in the, as we all know, the 17,701 houses which have to be built in Portsmouth over the next 10, 15 years, which is an absolutely unrealistic target. It, but the government is asking us to do so. So perhaps we could go that way. We've got already somebody who's really into stop the sewage, you know, so uh, I think uh, we could see what the group, how the group feels. We also have got St. James's Hospital uh, development, which is, we know, uh, very, very, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, very destructive for, for Portsmouth's uh, environment. So whether we can help uh, Rod Bailey um, in his uh, request to... Have a, have, a, have a better okay. sustainable option for what has been uh, suggested so far. Um, there are bigger issues, of course, as well. I said to the comms group, perhaps we also could together put our all our uh, energy together and produce a little booklet. That would be quite nice for future grassroots movements. So there's lots and lots of ideas. But I think important is that we, again, like we did with this group, that we get the people behind. And um, uh, I, I've got a few ideas in my head, and I mm -hmm. certainly will want to go one way or the other to make sure, like Paula, that our environment for Portsmouth is so crucial. It is not just Portsmouth generally. We, we need to focus on it. If we don't do, we haven't got a chance and we've got to make sure that our green spaces are, are uh, kept, that we, like Paula says, we plant trees, that we do everything we can to, to increase by or at least keep biodiversity where we are at the moment and don't go down the hole. Okay. So I think, I think Viola, it'd be 
it would be fair to say that in all of our podcasts, um, and it's been lovely chatting with you, that that you you, you seem like the unlikely activist, that you, you fell into this a little bit by accident, um, but now now seem to be, you know, very comfortable. And I, I guess in terms of having had such yeah. a massive win, do, do you see activism now being part of your life going forward? Oh, absolutely, you know, because I think, you know, one one I've got a couple of couple of, of, of things which are really in my heart. One is of course the environment and the second one is injustice. And I think, you know, there's a lot to do in these both fields. So uh yeah, definitely, you know, I do definitely call myself an activist now. Yeah, totally. And just to uh, just to bring in some of that, so uh, I'll just bring in a couple of comments from uh, from Jan. So um speaking to the point that um that we discussed earlier on about their already being enough interconnectors. Um, she mentions that um, there's around 14 interconnectors either under construction or yeah. um, or already um, in use um, or, or that have been approved. So, you know, there, you know, is there really kind of need uh, for that many? Uh, she also makes the suggestions that actually the, the campaign would make um, would make an amazing film. So who knows? You might be selling the rights, you might be selling the rights to Hollywood. Um, that is that's not a bad shout. Yeah, I think that's a great one. So, that's so a brilliant one. You've got a choice now to to decide who play who plays your character in the uh, in the Hollywood blockbuster. Then Juliette Binoche. Yeah, <laughs> uh, no, it's uh, it, it's it's just I think we 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 all feel that uh, it is something you know other other groups can look at and see you know you can win you can do it you 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 really have a chance don't give up don't say oh i won't achieve anything i can't do it we, we've always always been like this i think this is a phrase which really upsets me people saying it's always been like that and you're not going to change it and i think you know this well, is the beauty timing. about this that you can but as the, as the saying goes, never, never, um, never fail to believe that a small and dedicated bunch of group of citizens can make a real difference in the world. Because the truth is, it's the only thing that ever has. And I forget who that's to, so I can't attribute it. But uh, it's never more, never more true uh, than in this example. Sorry, Paula, I interrupted you. No, 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 it's fine. It's absolutely fine. Who Who's going to be playing you it's, then it's in the right. Hollywood blockbuster? I don't know. Oh, me. <laughs> that was that, yeah, to be fair. That was that was Jan's idea as well. She said that um, she said that the the campaigners should should play themselves. Um, um, but um, yeah, she's got a couple of suggestions of, of different directors. So who knows? Uh, you know, Ken Loach, Emma Thompson, Kenneth Branagh. And who knows? Watch watch this space. And we can have Janet Ayres keep on keeping on, you know, because it's such a fantastic song. Yes, well, there we go. See, look, you've you've got the idea of a movie. You've oh, got the, the you've got the theme the, tune. You've yeah, you've got the, you know you've got uh, the movie record. Sun, yeah, <laughs> sun's breaking. Sun's breaking over East Knee. Cumberland Tower comes into focus. Moody shot. The long shadows of the people stood along the shoreline socially distanced long shadows oh it's, it's a beautiful opening no, it's, there it's we go being <laughs> um, um and only 
fear for words on life. <laughs> <laughs> well, who, who knows? Um, so just before we go to the to the last question, uh, Matilde says, um, uh, Paul and Viola, you are an inspiration. Thank you for uh, a great show. Um, so thank you very much, uh, Matilde. Glad, glad you're enjoying it. So the, so the last one, Ian. Yeah, I guess it's, this one's a, a little bit technical, and it's a, it's the question of: Is there a piece of legislation or something in place that that if it had been there, this this wouldn't have meant you had to campaign? Is there is there something missing in the books that that means that these sort of campaigns are needed? Yes, because in I I mean definitely if um, I, I when we first started the campaign, I tried to do a um, a petition about making making sure that um, local authority have the say on their city. Okay, that the, no one else can make the decision on it. It's our decision as a city that greener and that green areas should be kept as they are. That was, I mean, I think that that would be an amazing law, you know, if that if all legislation, if we could bring that in. That was one of the ones, you know, that I just think it would have it would have saved all of this. You know, we could have we wouldn't have had to do it as as amazing as it's been. You know, it would have saved a lot of it. But yeah, but it it kept getting denied. The petition kept getting denied because they, you know, they they don't want you to have local authority um, to be able to make decisions on certain big things like this. You know, they want it to be a big central government decision. But I think the thing yeah. is, we they said. I think I remember when you set up the petition. They say we already have the say, but it is about this no. nationally significant infrastructure project they made it where we have no say and i think if we i i could imagine if this new environmental act was implemented into the planning process because it has been passed in november then it might have been more difficult to actually go through with what they have done now and then of course the other question i've always raised is planning issues is great but but where, where do we ask those questions about ethics of a business, about mm. funding background of a business? Should that not also come into, into um, should we not look into it when we actually uh, accept a huge project Don't like Interconnector? But we were again and again told it's not part of the examination process. It's not part of the examination process. So when and where does that come in? And that I think that should be coming in. And, and perhaps an independent body where you can ask those questions. Uh, we are saying that the Office for Environment Protection does it. Yeah, I did write to them, but I didn't get anything back. Oh, yeah, I did get something back. And then it referred me to this and this and this and this and this and this and this. And this. But it wasn't really <laughs> helpful, I have to say. And I'll just say in the beginning when we were sending emails around like to all these different people and they kept pinging back saying you need to go to your local authority to speak to them about it, you know, because even they were in 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 the mind of that, that that's where we should be going. But, you know, it was already out of their hands. It had already been taken out of their hands. So, yeah. That would be a big one. Yeah, I think probably, you know, Whitehall doesn't really know about our local um, sort of like uh, uh, issues, doesn't really know 
you know, exactly how many green spaces we have, how many, you know, they do know we are the most densely populated city and high pollution, but I don't, don't, I, I feel like it's, it's, it's disconnected. So what really should perhaps happen is that the decision should be made from below and that perhaps a better cooperation with the government is taking place because if they take it out of our hands, what can we do? We've done it, but my God, the hard but, work, God. Yeah. In answer of what 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 can we do? I think you have set a fantastic example to any local local group with a with a passion as to what can be done. So, uh, thank you to both of you. Um, you've been listening to the Pompey Politics Podcast. I've been Ian Tiny Morris, and our two legendary activists have been oh Viola Langley. <laughs> And Paula Savage, Paula, we can't hear you. Don't tell us you're on mute. And and Paula. <laughs> okay. Um. Jo uh, join us next week where we'll be uh, where we'll be having uh, episode Independence Day two, where we're welcoming back to the show Councillor George Madgwick uh, with uh, two of his candidates for the upcoming May local elections. So join us next week at 6.27, um, live streaming on Facebook, uh, Twitter and YouTube. That's the Pompey Politics Podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Pompey Politics Podcast. If you want to make sure you get notifications about upcoming shows and get to know when we're live, we normally broadcast live 6.27pm on a Sunday evening, then follow us on Facebook at Pompey Politics Podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter at Pompey Politics One. Please, if you'd like to, feel free to leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts, and you can even ask Alexa to play the podcast for you. Alexa, play the latest episode of the Pompey Politics Podcast. Getting Pompey Politics Podcast from Amazon Music. Alexa, the latest episode. Stop. See, it's easy. <laughs>